we are living longer than ever before, so we need to ensure that we are aging well. Increased longevity is among the most remarkable success stories in humanity, thanks to research in medicine and new technologies. Hello and welcome to the future of aging actively and happily, the podcast of the European project IDEA. I am your host, Matilde De Bonis from APRE, the Agency for the Promotion of European Research in Italy. And for these and the following episodes of this series, I will be with Eva Fadil from GAC Group, based in France, to explore with distinguished experts, policymakers and innovators, the frontiers of digital transformation for active and healthy aging. Eva, let's start with some flash updates on our IDEA project. I think this will help us to introduce our listeners the two main focus areas for this episode. Sure, Matilda. Our project, IDEA, recently came to key progresses in the international dialogue around digital health for active and healthy aging. In particular, The idea experts coming from the EU and five strategic countries, such as China, Canada, Japan, South Korea and the USA, have set some initial priorities suitable to be taken into account for the enhancement of international cooperation in the field, addressing four relevant areas, preventive care, integrated care, independent and connected living, and inclusive living. In this episode, we'll propose you to focus on the area of preventive care, starting from the findings of the dedicated IDEA expert group, and focus on Canada as a strategic country in the framework of digital health for active and healthy aging, exploring Canadian policies, programs and initiatives in the field. for introducing the main topics of our episode. Indeed, some key steps have been undertaken by the IDEA Consortium towards the enhancement of international cooperation in the field of digital health for active and healthy aging. But now it's time to introduce our first guest, Giovanni Saggio, researcher and aggregate professor at the Electronic Engineering Department of University of Rome, Tor Vergata. Giovanni, you are collaborating with the IDEA project as chair of the expert group on preventive care. Would you like to briefly tell us your story? What about your expertise and background experience that led you in the IDEA forum of experts in this particular field? And also, which is your current business in research and innovation dealing with digital health for active and healthy aging? I am a professor at the Department of Electronic Engineering of the University of Rome, Tor Vergata in Italy. For my personal passion and interest, I devoted my researches to design and develop new devices and new electronics for applications in health and sport activities. The findings of my researches are witnessed by hundreds of scientific publications and a number of patents and books. My personal opinion is that the medical field still misses of some degree of objectification in data collecting and especially interpretation. 
Moreover, the medical sector still misses the great importance of evolving towards personalized medicine. This is particularly true for preventive care solutions in the perspective of an active and healthy aging. Therefore, my studies are aimed at filling these gaps. Thank you, Giovanni, for this introduction. As chair of the Preventive Care Expert Group, would you share with us the main features and outcomes of your expert group to date? Which are your colleagues in the group and which conclusions you all came to within the second expert group workshop and your participation in the IDEA Week 2021? The group that I'm honored to coordinate is made of a great experts from six different and representative geographical areas. In particular, and I beg your pardon for my pronunciation, Stephen Charlap from USA, Zhu Kui Yang Chen from China, Ives Joannet from Canada, Ye Jing Kim from North Korea, Takako Tashiro from Japan, and myself representing Europe. Such a group found six major key aspects to focus on for preventive care ambitions towards an active and healthy aging. In particular, forward backward data analysis to determine both the determinants of healthy aging and the trajectory towards the unhealthy conditions, the needs of international standards and procedures for interoperable outputs of wearable and all technologies, the modeling at different level towards the human digital clone, the empowering of individuals by co-designing through digital literacy and pointing to evidence-based source of information, the creation of ecosystems for open innovation in wearables with co-creation and co-design academia, industry, consumer and institutions. And finally, the support of learning, health and wellness and social systems through the access to data, procurement, etc. Enlightening insights indeed from the Preventive Care Expert Group. As part of the organizing team of the IDEA Week 2021, I can say also that further ideas and suggestions for a proper implementation of preventive care priorities have been identified by the international participants attending the preventive care co-creation session in the IDEA Week 2021 on June 1st. There, international experts and stakeholders outside the project highlighted the need of incentives to companies to boost standardization in the ICT domain, for example, or the necessity of a step forward towards the development and validation of the best medical interview in order to improve an accurate and complete data intake. Moreover, the need of understanding and having consensus around health and well-being determinants, starting from the existing models, have been pointed out from the policymakers who listened to the idea experts' priorities. These as part of the first program-level cooperation meeting of the idea project. Thanks, Matilda, to you and to our guest, Professor Sadio, for these additional remarks. 
Before moving to our next section dedicated to Canada, I think we can say something more on the recent Idea Week 2021 that you mentioned, as well as on the current opportunities it still offers. Yes, Eva, you're right. Let's clarify this. The Idea Week 2021 has been a four days online event held in June, and it has been dedicated to European and non-European researchers, innovators, care providers and users associations, all dealing with digital health for active and healthy aging. These participants have been engaged in uh, three sessions, information on funding opportunities for international cooperation, then networking and matchmaking, and co-creation. To date, anyone can consult the materials of the event, just searching in the web, the Idea Week B2Match platform. Now, uh, the platform has become a long-term matchmaking platform with more than 270 stakeholders registered. So the platform is open and if you register, you can have B2Bs whenever you like till December. So enjoying our matchmaking platform beyond the Idea Week 2021. So Eva, now it's time to introduce our next guest. The floor is yours. Yes, Matilda, thanks. I'm now with Dr. Jane Rylett. Dr. Rylett, you're taking part in the IDEA project by representing the Canadian Institutes of Health Research, the CIHR, in the International Policy Dialogue started with the first program-level cooperation meeting of IDEA last May. Would you kindly introduce the Canadian Institutes of Health Research to our audience and at the same time tell us more about CIHR's priorities related to active and healthy aging. Are there any recent policies or frameworks in Canada related to the field of digital health for active and healthy aging that you would like to highlight? Yes, thank you. The Canadian Institutes of Health Research, or CIHR, is Canada's federal funding agency for health research. It is composed of 13 institutes, and we collaborate with partners and researchers to support the discoveries and innovations that improve our health and strengthen our healthcare system. CIHR's mission is to create new scientific knowledge and to enable its translation into improved health, more effective health services and products, and a strengthened Canadian healthcare system. Each of these 13 institutes is dedicated to a specific focus area, linking and supporting researchers pursuing common goals. Each institute embraces a range of research from fundamental biomedical and clinical research to research on health systems, health services, the health of populations, societal and cultural dimensions of health, and environmental influences on health. The two CIHR institutes involved in IDIH are the Institute of Aging, which I am the director of, and the Institute of Health Services and Policy Research, directed by Dr. Rick Glazier. Dr. Glazier and I are both leads on CIHR's eHealth Innovations Initiative, and both of our institutes have been actively involved in supporting research in the area of digital health solutions for older adults. Importantly, Canada recently released the first report of the Pan-Canadian Health Data Strategy. This strategy will focus on solving long-term health data problems so that health data can work better for Canadians. This first report for the 
from the expert advisory group articulates key findings from their initial deliberations, including establishing an ambition for Canada's health data ecosystem, understanding the root causes that have prevented progress, highlighting opportunities for a revitalized approach, and developing a practical set of areas of focus and principles. These will be elaborated in future reports to guide the development of a pan-Canadian health data strategy. Thank you for this introduction. Now, could you tell us why you think collaboration with Europe and other international countries is useful and what topics are you currently collaborating on? The CHR Institute of Aging and Institute of Health Services and Policy Research have a long history of international collaboration. Often, research questions are larger than any one organization or country can tackle alone. Collaboration brings so many benefits including the sharing of knowledge, skills, and data. International collaboration helps to address global challenges, such as those associated with active and healthy aging, and helps to create stronger initiatives and enable the sharing of expertise and infrastructure to improve the health of people in Canada and throughout the world. Areas that we are currently working in internationally in this area include information and communication technologies to support healthy aging, This includes work with AAL, or Active and Assisted Living Program, demographic change, uh, working with the JPI, More Years, Better Lives, neurodegenerative diseases, working with JPND, and health services and systems, working with To Reach. We are also working with the World Health Organization on a variety of research challenges for the UN Decade of Healthy Aging. Thanks a lot for these insights. Are there any specific funding opportunities and events coming up you think our audience would appreciate learning about? At the CHR Institute of Aging, our new strategic plan will be out in 2022, and I hope to be able to speak more about that at that time. In terms of upcoming funding opportunities at CHR, the Institute of Health Services and Policy Research is aiming to launch an opportunity to accelerate evidence on healthcare delivery system innovations that achieve the quadruple aim and improve health equity catalyst grants. These grants will support one-year knowledge creation and knowledge implementation projects that will focus on macro and meso-level innovations and in how healthcare systems and services are organized, delivered, governed, held accountable, financed and or funded, and the impact of those innovations on one or more of the quadruple aim goals and health equity. The areas include integration of care, including integrated delivery systems and continuity of care, primary home and community-based care, long-term care, including nursing home care and care provided in retirement homes and assisted living facilities, the healthcare workforce, including funding and remuneration, training and support, scopes of practice, and interdisciplinary collaboration. And finally, integrating upstream prevention within healthcare delivery systems to improve health, health equity, and well-being, and address the social determinants of health. These are one-year grants in the amount of up to $100,000 for Canadians, but principal investigators can partner internationally. 
This funding opportunity is not specific to Digital Health for AHA. However, Digital Health for AHA is within the scope of the funding opportunity. Thank you so much, Dr. Rylett. So now, looking at the big picture of the panorama of research and innovation in Canada related to digital health and aging, we would like to offer our listeners the user-centered perspective of Dr. Gloria Gutmann, immediate past president of the International Network for Prevention of Elder Abuse, who developed, directed and currently is Professor Emerita in the Department of Gerontology at Simon Fraser University in Vancouver, Canada. Dr. Gutmann is also Vice President of the International Longevity Center Canada and President of the North American Chapter of the International Society for Gerontology. Dr. Gutmann, thank you for joining us. As a specialist on gerontology, what would you say are the most important challenges humanity is facing with regards to longevity? And what are social or economic opportunities related to it? Growing old with your wits intact and having sufficient funds to support your preferred lifestyle are the most important challenges individuals face. Governments who are the arbiters of what happens at the population level must face the challenges of housing the growing numbers of older persons in accommodation that meets their needs. Supportive and assisted living residents are in short supply in the affordable price range for lower and middle income people. Governments must also deal with health care costs that include primary, long-term care and critical care in hospitals. And both individuals and governments must deal with the intersection of population aging and climate change. The reality is that people who die in climate-related disasters are mainly old people. Pandemics vary in the age group most vulnerable. Polio, for example, was a pandemic that hit children hardest. Seniors have been the group with the highest mortality rate during the COVID-19 pandemic. Concerning social or economic opportunities, well, adversity does foster innovation. Witness the speed at which a vaccine became available and telehealth got up and running. Witness also the way in which working from home and Zoom have changed the lives of both young and old. The trick will be to strike a balance between the innovations we keep and those we toss as we move from lockdown and social isolation to some kind of hybrid new normal. For me, this means keeping the weekly Zoom meetings with my sisters in California and Arizona and playdates with my granddaughter in Toronto, while figuring out how, in my advocacy and researcher roles, to keep the dire need for long-term care reform on the political agenda. One thing is very clear for me as a gerontologist, Canada must fix the way it delivers long-term care, both at home and in facilities. Thank you very much, Dr. Gutmann. We can see that Canada, Europe and our other international countries share very similar challenges. Thanks a lot, Eva, to you and Dr. Gatman for our precious contribution. Now I would provide our listeners with an anticipation of our next podcast episode. Next time, we'll focus on integrated care with interviews and news from the IDEA project and the future of RNI in this field. But a special attention will be given to the United States 
with a look into the policies and initiatives for active and anti-aging in this country, especially thanks to Catalyst, industry leader in digital health strategic partnering to power the health innovation ecosystem in US and our partner in the IDEA project. So stay tuned for the next IDEA podcast, The Future of Aging Actively and Happily. The IDEA podcast. A smart idea to learn how to age happily together. Yeah. <laughs>